Shalom Racha, this is Chazar Shir number two, where Bisiyat Tishmai will finish discussing the sugya of Maimar Chonim and begin to discuss the sugya of benching using a cup of wine. So we started off with the sugya of whether one is obligated to wash and wipe his mouth with the waters of Maimar Chonim. So Gemara relates the story of Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi, who went uh, in inn, they were buying in on Arab Shabbos, and they gave the innkeeper their wallets. After Shabbos, the innkeeper was cut for Baker. He says, you never gave me a wallet. You never lent me any money. The next day, they saw that he had some lentils on his beard. And they went to his wife and they said, oh, your husband told us that you should give us the wallet back. And he gave us a sign that you fed him lentils for lunch. So she said, oh, that's a good, good sign. And she gave him, uh, they gave, she gave them uh, their wallets back. And when her husband found out, he killed her. And the Gemara ends off, Tanya, my merchonim hargus enough. As you see from here, that my merchonim uh, killed a person. And Rashi says that if he would have washed my merchonim properly, he would have wiped his mustache and would have wiped his uh, mouth. Uh, the Shulchan Aruch does not say that there's an obligation to wipe your mouth, or neither does the Neither does Mishnah but the Hisar Satchuva, the, the grandson of the Chassam Sofer, says that that's what he saw his grandfather do, and that's what uh, Rishon Zalman used to do, and that's what the Al Yosef used to do, they used to wipe down uh, their mouth with the waters of the Maimar Chon. The next thing we discussed was whether women are obligated in Maimar Chon or not. So we saw last week that there's two reasons why we are obligated in Maimar Chon. One is because of Iskadashtem, and one is because of the Melech Zomis. So says the Yalkut Yosef, it seems that. Both of these apply to women. Why not? Right? Women need to get ready for benching. And women also, uh, if they eat food that's salty, we want our women to be able to see as well. So, uh, so says the al Kedotif, of course they're, they're chayv, and you have to tell them to wash my merchonim. Shlom Zalman seems to say that in a chanami, women are also uh, obligated for because these two reasons apply. But he says it could be that the women in Ashkenaz were more mekel because the story of this uh, individual, uh, you know, where we learn out the chormas of my merchonim, that happened with, with a man. It was the man who didn't do the Maimar Chonim properly enough for the woman, uh, don't really do it. But the Shevet Levi says, he says, the real reason why they, um, why women don't wash Maimar Chonim, at least in the Ashkenazi circles, is because they rely on the opinion of Tosus that says that that the, the main reason to wash Maimar Chonim is because of Melech's Domus, and that doesn't apply today. And therefore, women uh, were never makabal themselves to, wa- to wash Maimar Chonim. And the more of says, for sure today, when women, you know, use a fork and a knife, they don't need to wash, uh, they don't need to wash Maimar Chonim. Next thing we discuss is whether you're allowed to speak after so we saw the Gemara that says, take for the bracha, that right after you make, uh, right after you wash your hands, you need to make a bracha. Now, the, the Rambam, the Rif, Rashi, the majority of the Rishonim learn that what's that referring to? Maimachonim. Right after Maimachonim, you got you to bench. The Rosh says it's also referring to Maimachonim, um, meaning after you make the Anlitila Sadaim, you should right away make the Motzilachim in Arts. Now, why is it that you need to juxtapose? The Maimachonim to benching. So the Sefer Akana says, because we don't want your hands to get dirty in the, min- in the meantime. And the Bisiosif adds, he says that once you washed Maimachonim, it's as if you started the benching process, meaning it's as if you're already benching and therefore you really, uh, you really shouldn't speak either. Not only are you not allowed to, uh, you have to juxtapose the, the, you have to juxtapose the Maimachonim to the washing, you're also not allowed to speak in, in between, right? The, the Rif and the Rambam and, and Rashi who say that take the Nitila Bracha means that you need to juxtapose uh, the Nitila right away to the Maimachonim right away to benching. They just say that it's got to be as close as possible. And what the Basio Joseph is adding here, he's saying that why does it have to be just as close as possible? Because it says if you started the Nitila process, as if you it's as if, excuse me, as if you started benching, uh, and therefore you're not even allowed to talk in between the washing of Maimar Chonim and the and the and the benching itself. Now the Mishabrua, he uh, he passing like this, uh, like this basis. So he says that talking, even for Divrei Torah, is going to be us. So why do we find that sometimes people do talk after Maimachonim? So that's based on the Archa Sholchan, who's really quoting the Magen Avram, uh, who says that. 
if you read the Rishonim, who say that you need to juxtapose the Mayim Rechonim to the benching, they, the examples that they give is that you can't eat in between, you can't drink in between. Why don't they say a bigger chiddush? Why don't they just say that you can't speak in between? So comes the Aruch and he says, obviously you're allowed to speak in between Mayim Rechonim and, uh, and benching. You're just not allowed to do other, uh, you're not allowed to eat, you're not allowed to drink, you're not allowed to do uh, things like that, but, but speaking for sure is not. So Maisa, we have a Machlok of the Aruch HaShulchan is of the opinion you can speak after Mayim Rechonim, but the Beisosef, the Mishnabura, um, they hold that really after Mayim Rechonim, a person should not uh, should not speak. So according to those shita, according to the Yalkut Yosef and, and the way the Beis Yosef, the way the Sephardim hold, and according to the Mishra uh, you know, a big part of the Ashkenazi world, who say that you shouldn't speak after uh, after washing my Merchonim, what is Allah if you forgot to sing Shira Malos after my Merchonim? What, what do you do then? Do you sing it? Do you say it? Do you not say it? So the Mishra says that once you wash my Merchonim, it's basically game over. And he says, if you do need to stop for something else that is crucial, you need to wash my Merchonim afterwards. So it would come out that if you forgot, and this is what Rabchaim Kanevsky says, he says that if you would, if you forgot to wash, to sing Shira Malos, so then you could sing Shira Malos, but then you'll have to wash my Merchonim again. The al says, he says, no, since the Shira Malos is meant to be part of the meal, right, it's something that is part of the meal, you sing it at the end of the meal, so that's not considered a hafsik after my Merchonim. And therefore he adds, the, the Yalkut Yosef, he says that whenever something is considered part of the meal, it's not a hafsik. So if you washed my Merchonim and you need a bencher, and no one is paying attention, so you can even use your mouth, and you would say, please pass the bencher, and that's not considered uh, to be a uh, hafsik. And he quotes Ravad in the footnote, he says that even sitting idle isn't, uh, isn't a hafsik. So that's nafkamin number one that we have between the Mishnah and the and the Yalkut Yosef, is if a person forgot to sing Shira Malos, according to the Mishnah Okay, sing Sharmals, but then wash my Merchonim again. And the Alakdotif says, you won't need to. And the second Afghamina would be going to the bathroom. If a person goes to the to the bathroom right before benching, and then he wants the bench, right? So he washes his hands. Now what should he do? Should he say should he say uh Yatzar and then and then bench? Or is saying Ashi Yatzar Hafsik? So the way that Khronim Paskin is that in a Khanami, he should say Ashi Yatzar. But now the question becomes, what should he do? Does he need to um, does he need to wash my machronim again or not? So according to the Mishnah he would have to wash my machronim again because he was mafsik with Ashiyatzar. And according to Yalkut Yosef, we would say that no, he wouldn't need to. And the reason is because the re- he wouldn't need to, to wash my machronim again. And the reason is because he had to go to the bathroom in order to bench, right? So therefore it's considered, meaning if he's at the beginning of, you're not allowed to bench if a person needs to go to the bathroom. So it's as if he started, um, it's, as if he, it's, a, it's as if it's considered part of the meal where he would have to, uh, where he would not need to, uh, you would not need to wash my Merchonim again. The last thing uh, we discussed over here was if there are a lot of uh, attendees at the meal, right? So if you have a lot of people that are attending the meal, so how do you give out the Mayim Merchonim? So the Shulchan Aruch says that ideally you should give, if there are five people, you give it to the one who is going to lead the benching. And then while the other four are washing, so then he prepares. If there are more than five, so then you start with other people until you get to the final five. And then in the final five, the, the, the one who is um, the one who's benching benches, and then while the other four are doing uh, are washing my Rechonim, he prepares uh, to lead the benching. And uh, the Mishabura explains, he says that when there are more than four people, when there are more than five people, so we start with other people, not with, not with uh, the guy who's benching. And the reason is for two reasons. Number one is because it's uh, it's not covered to make the one who's leading benching wait. And number two is because it's uh, it's a hefsik. It's a hefsik for him. So we saw already before that Rav Avadi holds that just sitting and waiting is not hefsik. Um, and the Be'er Alacha himself adds, he says the best thing to do is to really give out many cups when you have a lot of people uh, washing. 
Um, and, uh, and, but Lemaista, today we saw from the Achronim that this really isn't practice. And the minute today is really to give uh, the one who's leading the benching, he gets the Maim Achronim, uh, he gets the Maim Achronim uh, first. That was the, the, the sugi that we saw of speaking after Maim Achronim, uh, whether you should or whether you shouldn't. And the Bishosef says you shouldn't speak. The Mishnah says you shouldn't speak. The Archashokhan says you could speak. And then within the Mishnah and the Al we said, what happens if you had to stop for something that's crucial for the meal, like going to the bathroom or singing Shiramalos? Uh, so there the Mishnah says, great, but. You got to wash my merchonim again. But the Yalkut Yosef says, no, if it's meant for the meal, you won't need to wash uh, my merchonim. And then when there are large meals, so we saw Lamaisa, the halacha is that we're mechabed, the one uh, who's leading the benching, to get it uh, first. Then we saw a few other miscellaneous halachas. We saw that a person should not wash my merchonim with hot water because it doesn't really remove the dirt. And, um, also, when a person is washing my merchonim, he should have his fingertips down so like that the zuama drips off and not back onto his hands. With regards to drawing your hands, so the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, he says that uh, he brings like the, he says, some say you don't need to wash your hands. Uh, for, you don't need to, excuse me, you don't need to dry your hands for my merchonim. And the Rabbim says that you should dry. So the Mishnah Baruch explains, says, why wouldn't you need to dry your hands? Because the reason why you dry your hands for washing before you eat bread is either because of the tummy water or because the water is going to ruin the bread. And both of those reasons do not apply to my merchonim. And therefore, the Allah is that you don't need to. And that's the Maisa how we pass him, that a person does not need to dry his hand. And that's why they don't give out towels with the my merchonim. However, the Mishabur says it's best to be chayshish for, for the opinion of the Rambam. And the reason why the Rambam requires you to dry your hands is because you want to, when a person is benching, it's inappropriate to bench with that. Uh, with uh, with wet hands, and then the last thing we discussed with regards to the Maimar Chonim is the disposing of the Maimar Chonim waters. Uh, the Maimar Chonim waters, the the Shulchan Aruch Paskin says you should put it in a kli, uh, and if you don't if you don't have a kli, you should not put it into the ground because when you put it on the ground and it's consolidated in a certain area, it has ruach ra on it. It has this uh, this evil uh, spirit or evil evil thing that's uh, that's on top of it. But if it's in if it's in a cleat, or if let's say you don't have a cleat, so you should pour it into like small pieces of wood that can absorb the water, then there is no, uh, there's no, uh, there's no ruach ra. So what do we see? We see, and, and this is mashma from the Mishabru, and it's mashma from, from the, the Rashi, says that, that ruach ra only happens once it hits the ground. But when the water is in the cleat, there is no ruach ra. And what would come out, according to this, is that you would not need to remove the, the bowl from the table. You won't even need to cover it because there's no ruach ra. And when is the ruach ra? Only when it's on the floor. And similarly, uh, uh, since there's ruach ra only when it's on the floor, you can take the waters of the Maya Machronim and wipe your mouth with it because there's no ruach ra on your, uh, on your hands. Uh, Lemaisa, we saw that some of the Mekubalim, like the Kapachayim, say that it's best taka to, uh, to remove it off the table or to cover it because still there is al Kabbalah, there is some, there is some uh, ruach ra that is, uh, that is on it. So that was the Sigya of, uh, of Maya Machronim that we were zochit to learn. And then we moved on to the Sigya of whether you need to, to bench with a cup. So we saw two Gemars. One Gemar is mashma that even an individual needs to wash Maya Machronim. That was the Gemar in, in Psachim. Uh, excuse me, needs to bench with a cup. It says, the base, a person walks into his house and it's, uh, and it's time for Avdallah and for Lama of Malka. So it's mashma in there that you need to bench from a cup. And the Gemara says, Shema that Birkas Amazon is to Unakos. And Tosu says that you learn from the Gemara that even one person, uh, and then we have another Gemara that tries to bring a raya from the fact that on, on, the, on Lela Seder, the third cup is with benching. So you see that you need a bench with a cup. And the Gemara is Dochen and says, no, you don't really need a cup. And we just have four cups. So we put one with, uh, with the benching. Uh, but then you don't need benching. So how do you reconcile these two Gemara? So the Tosos and the Rashbam, they learn, even one person, even if you're benching by yourself, you got to take out a piece of cup, you got to take out a cup and you, have to, and you have to bench. And the Gemara that tries to bring a lie from Lela Seder and the Gemara rejected it. So there, okay, the Gemara rejected that proof, but we still have the other proof from the first Gemara of someone who's Nechas the Beith, though, by, by Avdallah, that he has to wash 
Uh, he has to, excuse me, he has to bench uh, even by, by using one cup. Lemaisa, the Rambam and the Rif argue. And they say that really we pass in like the second Gemara of Lela Seder, that there is no proof that you need to, that you need to wash Birka Samazan with a cup. I, the Gemara says that someone who's Nechel Sabeto and he used the house and it was said in a singular form that even an individual he was using a cup. So, so explains, uh, explains the, the Bisosif. He says, yeah, that Gemara is talking about mitzvah minimum of har, meaning someone wants to go above and beyond and do the mitzvah in the best possible way. So then Taka, he would, uh, he's allowed to. But Ikra didn't, you don't need a cup, not for one, not for three, not for ten, not for anything. There's a, a third Pshita that the Bisosif quotes, and that's the, whenever there's three, you need to use uh, a cup. So the Shulchan Aruch quotes these three opinions as three Yesh Omrims. Yesh Omrim Number one is that even an individual needs to wash, uh, needs to bench with using a cup. Yeshomer number two is that only when you have three, you need to use a cup. And Yeshomer, again, sorry. Yeshomer number one says that if even an individual needs to wash with a cup. Yeshomer number two says that when you have three people, you have a mizum and you need to wash with a cup. And Yeshomer number three says that even if you have more than three, uh, you never need to wash a cup. And that is the opinion of the Rambam and the, and the Rif that you never need a cup. How do we paskin? The Mishabrua says that uh, we pass it like the Rambam and the Rif that you do not, you don't ever need to use the cup. However, the Ramah adds mitzvah min right? Even the even the Rambam and the Rif agree that if you want to be yaitz in the mitzvah in the, in the best way possible, you should definitely use the cup. And the Mishabur says that's only with only if you have a mizumin. Uh but one person never uses a cup. But lemaisa, what comes out of lach lemaisa is that whenever you have, uh, whenever you have a mizumin, do you need a cup? No. Is it a good thing to have a cup? Is it a nice thing to have a cup? Yes, it's a nice thing to have a cup. So why don't we use a cup of wine? Star Khashokan says that there was never there was never people didn't have money. There was never wine that was uh, readily accessible, and therefore wine was never used. Uh, but he says that sometimes on Shabbos, maybe on Shabbos and Yantif, uh, it's Kedai to try to get uh, wine. And the River Safram explained, he says, since the whole din of of um of my machronim, uh, excuse me, since the whole din of using the cup is a mitzvah in a mufkar, so on Shabbos, where anyways, there's this elevated din of Kedusha, so we want to do the mitzvahs also in an elevated way. But during the week, you don't need to have, uh, you don't need to have, uh, you don't need to have a cup while you're, while you're benching. And Ramesha also echoes this, and he says that, Me'ikra din, we passing like the Rambam and the Rif. And you're right, today, people do have money, and we could have wine, and it's easily accessible. It doesn't make a difference. The Psak was mikubal like the Rambam and the Rif that you never need to have uh, that you never need to have a mizumin. He says if you want to do it, great. Tavol bracha. He says except for Talmid chachamim. He says he never found Talmid chachamim uh, would bench with a cup. And the reason is is because if you're drinking wine, so if you're drinking, if you're the one who's being mizamin, right, and, and you're using a cup of wine, so if you're drinking just the malilugma of just a cheekful, so now you have a suffix, whether you should bench make make uh, a geffen. So if you're going to drink a whole revius, so then you drink a whole revius, you won't be able to paskin any shilas, because Allah has a person drinks a revius of wine, he can't paskin. And also, even if he's not paskin, he's learning bi'in, he won't be able to focus after uh, after revius of wine. So therefore he says he's never seen Talmid Chachamim that use uh, that would that would uh, bench on, uh, on a cup of wine. He says, but if you want to bench on a cup of wine, you're about to go to sleep or whatever it is, so then you can say, uh, then you should, then you can't, you should do it, uh, nether. So that is the sugya of uh, Maim Achornim, and the sugya, uh, the beginning of the sugya of benching with a cup. Yashukur